Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Soothe the heart and soul. First up. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on August 10th, 2019. One day behind your regularly scheduled programming because I did not come home from Vegas until tonight. You're partying it up. But we're committed. I don't think it matters what day of the week. Our loyal, dedicated fan base is going to listen no matter what. One day late, so we'll make it twice as good as usual. As usual, though, we're going to talk about baseball. Our baseball team's heading in drastically different directions since the freeway series. Okay, Ty doesn't want to comment. Um, NFL is in full swing. We got almost the full slate of preseason games underway, and then we got Antonio Brown proving that he is still a diva. Oh, yeah. Maybe he should be the WWE Divas champion. I don't know. Might be a career path after this. We'll talk about it. And then uh, we have some TV show recommendations for y'all, and then we have a throwback movie review. We've got to do first throwback movie review of the movie that, you know, that defines our friendship. We've talked about it before. We, yeah. Oh, God oh. damn it, Jason. I'll bleep it out. <laughs> Let's get into the pod. 20, 20, 10, 5, High fly ball into right field. She is gone. I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yeah. Alrighty, Tyler. Major League Baseball. How's your team doing? 
Your team being the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Dodgers are looking good. So the Angels are losers of what, eight in a row now? I have not been keeping track. I know we lost today uh, 16 to 4. That's rough. That's real rough. Yeah. Mike, Mike Trout's been insane. Talk about that. You guys are 1 and 9 in your last 10. Yep. 56 and 61. I think it was bef- like after the last pod where we had three players get injured in one game. Torn ACL, sprained ankle, and uh, elbow inflammation. You know, I don't like the injury excuse because the Dodgers are banged up right now, too. And we're still winning because we built a deep team. We are the unluckiest team in baseball, Jason. No? You no? just don't have deepness. No? no? You don't have depth. You want me to ask you a question right now, Jay? What? You want me to ask you a question? What? Unluckiest team in baseball. You want me to ask you a question right now? You've been lucky enough to have the best player in baseball for seven years. You want me to ask you a question right now? And only had one significant injury, and you still haven't done anything with him. I don't want to ask this question, Jay, because it's a brutal question, but I'll ask it. Okay, I understand what you're trying to say. Oh, well. <laughs> Unlucky, bro. Tyler Skaggs, RIP, was not the difference for this team making the playoffs. How many and not pitchers have died this season? I don't think this is a good talking point. Well, I tried not talking you, about the Angels. You, you brought them up. You using, you know, a tragedy tragedy as the reason why your team isn't successful, you know, I just, I don't think that's 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 nice. You know, RIP. I do know the Dodgers are injured and we're still winning games. It's okay though. You guys swept us in the freeway series. I know that's something you could hold on to a little, little uh, badge of honor after the end of the year, which for you guys looks like the year is already over. Um, you never know though. You can go on a run, make up those like eleven games in the wild card race. And I think we have a clip from like two weeks ago of you saying, "Yeah, we're playing the Orioles next. We got the Tigers coming up. We're going to be in a wild card spot before the end of next week." I said we could be. I'm pretty sure it was a guaranteed... Yeah, I think it was a guarantee? A Tyler guarantee. And then we got hit with the injury bug. Nothing you can do. Oh, my god! Nothing you can do when you get hit with the injury bug. Uh, then, you know what you can do? Win games like the Dodgers. Just because no-name players on your team are getting injured. What are you talking about? We got Alex Verdugo out. We got Rich Hill out. We got the best pitcher in baseball, Ross Stripling, out. Ryu missed a start. I was unaware Ross Stripling was injured. I apologize. <laughs> uh... Chris Taylor's out. Kike Hernandez is out. Uh, Kike Hernandez is terrible. Corey Seager missed time with injury. Um, <laughs> she didn't hear you. That's fine. Um, you know, Alex Verdugo is out right now. David Freeze is out. AJ Pollock missed a big said chunk. Alex Verdugo. <laughs> David Freeze missed a big chunk of time. You know, it's just the the great teams adapt, overcome, and they conquer. Losing in the World Series. That the past is in the past, buddy. You got to make the World Series to win the World Series. Aren't and you guys coming off your worst month? <laughs> oh my God. Astros' best team in baseball right now. Okay. Yankees' best no. team in baseball. We have the best winning percentage, buddy. Doesn't mean you're the best. They're both 655, and we are. Take the Yankees and Astros in the World Series. Oh, that's a. Yeah. That's a hot take. Here, I want to pull up an old episode. I don't know if I can find it. Parker is very upset right now. Okay, this is. Episode Inception. Oh, wouldn't it be? Let's see, let's see. I just said, wouldn't it be surprised if we finished under five hundred? Ty. So I have two statements, and you're cherry picking, Jay. You're being a real Colin Coward right now. Ty, cherry picking stats. That was real rude of you to interrupt. Cherry picking stats right now, and I don't appreciate it, Jay. That was now I got to scrub it back to the same spot, and my I got fat fingers. I think. You have to have some okay. integrity in this Multiple business. Games, I think it's like four game winning streak, maybe. Wait, wait, what? We got the Orioles. 
We're gonna be in the wild card spot. So you, you wait, skipped so past my stat, no? And that'll be your peak. Possibly, because we have a dominant or terrible, like, our schedule is real fucking rough to end the season. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if we finished under Ooh, 500. Oh, there it is. I wouldn't be surprised if we So you're saying I'm right. You said you wouldn't be surprised if you finished under 500 after the last rough month of the season, but you did say so are you by telling the me, end of you're telling by me next as pod, of right you now, were going to be in a wild We're not going to finish under 500? Okay, but I, you were right about that, which isn't a very hard prediction to predict the Angels are going to go under 500, but you also said that they'd be in a wild card right spot one. before last podcast. You know, we didn't we didn't record on our regular day. Oh my god. Last week we recorded on a Thursday. Speaking of which, uh my school starts in 2 weeks and I go to school on Thursday, so we're going to have to adjust our schedule. That's an issue. Probably have to do drop out. Wednesdays or something. No, just drop out or Tuesdays and drop on Wednesdays. We might change our uh, I'll just come to school with you or record in your class. I actually am taking a radio class, Titan Radio. And I think the requirements of the class is you have to have a podcast. Bro, you're one step ahead of the fucking game. Here's what I'm worried about. It might have to be a podcast through the school. I might have to leave you, Ty. You fucking kidding me right now, Jay? No. Why don't you just copy I'll and double paste dip. this? Just I'll double, just put it on there for like through the school. Well, I could just have a podcast at school and a podcast here too, because I think it has to be a live podcast. I don't know. I'll know once live I take the class. Podcast? It's like a well, it's like a radio show, not like a podcast. Oh, but so you gotta do a radio show. I don't know. We'll see. Good morning, LA. We'll see. If if we did do that, we'd have to clean this up. Oof. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Anyways, the Dodgers, uh, we're doing pretty good though. Winners of five in a row, I believe. Six in a row. Um, eight and two in our last ten. Best record in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, we're up 2 0 right now. Two walk off wins in the last like five games. Can't complain. You know, you get, was that, 11 walk off? I think it's season? 10. 10 or 11. 10? I thought it, it was, was right 10, there. then he hit another one. It might be, yeah. It just shows you guys can't. You know, dominate on teams. You have to wait till the last minute, get lucky walk off hits. Bro, we have like I'm pretty sure it's we have be the biggest real unfortunate. I'm pretty sure we have the biggest run differential in the MLB though. Yeah, you might. Just cause you're cause you're losing by a little bit. Yeah, and winning by a lot. That's the mark of a good team. And you're just winning by a little bit, but you're winning a lot. Our run differential is plus one eighty three. The next best is Astros one sixty four, Yankees one fifty three. Oh, wow. Did you know the Cleveland Indians have tied the Minnesota Twins atop the AL Central? I did not know that. You know what your guys' run differential is? Minus Min- 34. I was going to guess, Jay. Oh. Why are you going to ask me a question if you don't let me guess? That was kind of rude. I'm sorry. What's up with that? That was rude. Can you guess the only winning team with a negative run differential? Because there is one. The Braves. No, they got a plus 62. The Milwaukee Brewers have a minus 21, but a, fi- a 60 and 56 record. It's not a good sign. That usually shows that you're uh, not going to do well. I remember a few years ago, it's when I wrote for Call to the Pen, the major baseball, like not a major, but the all baseball website for fans cited. What was it, 2016? The 2016 season when the Rangers made the playoffs? I remember their run differential was like plus 10, like something super low. Really? And I wrote an article saying how like the Rangers aren't going to be good in the playoffs. Their run differential is concerning, like blah 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 and like i remember like a bunch of raider fans like came at me and then they ended up getting swept i think by the blue jays that year that was the bat flip i think so that might have been the year before because i know they didn't they play twice they might have but yeah the range so the rangers yeah they went 95 and 67 they had the most wins in the american league but they had a plus eight run differential jesus <laughs> yeah so what I if mean, that was the year that they hit walk-offs? They swept us in a three-game series, and they hit three walk-offs in a row at home. 
that sounds like something that would happen to the Angels. Real upsetting. And let's I'm pretty sure they got swept in the playoffs. Who'd they get swept by? Yeah, the Blue Jays. So that might have been the bat flip game. So but yeah. I know they played twice in two years. So And what did you say the Brewers were right now? Minus twenty one and they're sixty and fifty six. It's not good. I will say, um I guessed I I don't know how many podcasts back this was. Christian Yelich was only gonna hit forty two home runs. Okay. That still is possible. <laughs> yeah, if he gets hurt. It's three away. <laughs> and our how's our awards predictions going? Um we haven't updated that in a while. I picked Justin Turner for MVP, not happening. <laughs> nope. Uh mine's all right. I have your um, NL MVP. Uh fucking Nolan Arenado. He's probably like third. He's gonna be one of those guys who's like a finalist, but everyone knows he's yeah. not gonna win. But he's gonna be a finalist. It's closer than yours. Yeah. Chris Sale is uh stats can be deceiving. Oh my god, he's not been good this year, dude. I'm just saying MLB has been the one pushing this. Dude, but Justin Verlander is the front his runner. His advanced right now. stats have been good. Okay, but nah, they're not gonna give it to him, dude. He's too inconsistent. He has one start where he'll throw eight innings, shut out with ten Ks, and then he'll have a next start where he goes three innings, lets up eight runs. It's he's he's so inconsistent. I picked Aaron Sanchez, who is now on the who threw a combined no hitter. So combined no hitter. I think my pick is going good with a six ERA, not even a starter anymore. But he did start that game. But I think that's because someone's hurt. God damn it. Um, NL Cy Young, I picked Degrom. Um, he's actually having a good year, but Ryu is the front runner right now. Easily, like by a mile. Who um, I picked Nola. I wonder how he's doing. He did started the year very, very bad, and then he went on like a really dominant streak. But I still think his ERA is like three something, three five, maybe three eight. Um, Ryu, you know, there was a survey I saw. I don't know if I talked about this before, but it was uh, ESPN. I think they did like a halfway point of the season Cy Young survey during the All Star break, and like twenty one of the thirty people that answered the question, voted that Max Scherzer should be the Cy Young over Ryu. Ryu. Oof. Yeah. That's a bad take. That was a... Max Scherzer's a big name, and he's had, like, three good starts in a row. That's he's a bad the take. Cy Young. Dude, Ryu's been, like, phenomenal. Oh, you know, that's a bad take. He's easily <laughs> the Cy Young. He's just as easily the Cy Young as Mike Trout is the MVP in the American League. Dude, he doesn't, like... He would win the, the award regardless if there was competition or wasn't. But, like, does he have competition? Mike Trout? This year? Yeah. Not that I can think of. I'm maybe DJ LeMahieu. Oh yeah, he yeah DJ LeMahieu num- number two. It's still but Trout. Even there, the advanced yeah. stats. I think fucking it's not even close with Trout. I don't know though if the Yankees make the playoffs and DJ LeMahieu ends up hitting like 360 or something crazy. You never know with these old I'm, baseball writers. I mean, maybe, but they've given it to Trout before with us not making the fucking playoffs. So yeah, Ryu has a 1.53 ERA right now. Ty, I'm gonna do a little searching on Baseball Reference. That's insane. How like far into the season we are i wasn't talking to the mic are we That's gonna insane. are we gonna i might have to buy another day subscription on the <laughs> Don't buy another fucking day. <laughs> so just let me buy you the yearly subscription at this point <laughs> yeah dj Mayhew, uh he's batting 338 18 home runs okay yeah no fuck him One. 79 rbis he's got 4.8 war and then we have the goat mike trout only batting 299 38 bombs mm, though batting 7.3 war 188 OPS plus, which I know is a big stat. Mayhew only has 144. Even if they make the playoffs, Mayhew does like better the rest of the season. I don't think there's any way he takes it from Trout. I would have to agree with you on that one. Mike Trout's just a fucking monster. It's very unfortunate that no one can help him on our team. 
pitching. There's actually a report that came out that uh, we're probably getting Garrett Cole, so no big deal. Oh, in free agency? Yeah. Because he's a Southern California boy. Maybe. I and mean, uh, he uh, enjoyed pitching in front of his family at Angel Stadium. So he's going to go to the Dodgers so he could play against the Angels? Yeah, probably. <laughs> That'd be nice. I mean, you guys I, need an dude, ace. I you know who hope. I see going to you guys? Speaking of them? Um, someone who's past their prime. No, I, I could see Ryu going to the Angels. I could too. Let's Is lay he, it out. He's Korean? Yeah, let's lay it out. That's he's had one elite year, but he's had a lot of injury problems in his past. The Angels are going to see that one elite year. We need an ace. They're going to pay him. Overpay the fuck for him. And he'll be good for maybe like two years if he stays healthy, but then he'll probably eventually. But you don't know. He could be great for five more years. I don't know, but he's kind of old to be. He's like 31. Yeah. So I feel like he's at his mountaintop right now. I mean, it's kind of hard to get better than this. Much rather have Garrett Cole. Yeah, me too. Um, but, you know, if you well, it depends how much you're paying for him. If you're paying a reasonable price for Ryu, you know what I mean? If it's, yeah. If it's Cole, five years, $150 million, or Ryu. You, it could be $200 million for Cole. See, possibly. would you have? Would you rather have Cole for six years, $200 million, or Ryu for four years, $80 million, You know? Why not both? Because, Tyler, they have a self-imposed budget that they can't go over because Artie Moreno wants to make money. Remember what that one guy was saying? I do. <laughs> so, since um, 19... In the last 100 years, since 1919, only... Okay, a lot of these are relievers, though. How many innings pitched does a starter usually have in a season? Like, 200? Mm, I'm just sure. going to go 150. I have no fucking clue. Let me see. Who won Cy Young last year? Give me one, one of the Cy Youngs, Jay. DeGrom. And uh, who won in the American League? It wasn't Sale because Sales hasn't won one yet, and he's like everyone's like, "Oh, he's due to win one." That's what you said. And um, who did win in the American League? Was it Verlander? It wasn't Verlander. Snell, Blake Snell. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, uh, last year in 2018 for Jacob Degrom, he threw 217 innings. So yeah, about 200. Okay, I just did 150. So I can't tell so 200 you- the year before. He threw uh, 48 the year before that, 191 before that, rookie year, 140. This year, he's already thrown 140. So I can't tell you who they are because I don't subscribe to the play index. Okay. But uh, since 1919, there's only been five pitchers with an ERA under 1.6 with at least 150 innings pitched. So and Ryu has a 1.53. So he could put, make history. And he's not he's the Cy Young pick. <laughs> he's been lights out. But yeah, he's got the Korean you know, for the Asian market. Um, he's been in Southern California his whole life in the United States, you know, so maybe he wants to stay. The Dodgers probably won't pay him a lot. Um, and yeah, that pretty much sets the market for him. But you know what I did find out? What? The Angels have never paid a pitcher a nine digit contract. Nice. Never gone past a hundred million dollars. Instead you sign sluggers who are past their prime. Yes. Most we've ever paid is a Jared Weaver extension and CJ Wilson. Just saying, I think I said before the year that Justin Upton was on the decline. Well, he was fucking hurt to start the season. No, I'm saying any... before the season. And he's been doing pretty bad. Just saying. Well, that's Just what saying. I'm saying. He had no. He had his spring training and then got hurt. So basically, he got rid of his fucking spring training. He's 31 years old. And they just threw him in there. 31 years old. Could be concerning. He could. He was a I'm silver saying, slugger last year. Last year. I'm just saying. He actually wasn't a silver slugger. He was a silver slugger in 2017. I bet he was a runner-up at least last year. I'm just saying. Another, if he does bad the rest of the year and he does bad next year, he might become the next bad contract. Nah, I doubt it. He has been bad, but he's just in a slump. He's just in a slump. It's all good. 
Zach Cozart in a slump? No, don't you fucking talk to me about <laughs> Zach Cozart. Your number one. Is he your most hated angel ever? Yeah. No. More than Hamilton? Yeah. Wow. Why? I just hate him. I hate him with a fiery passion. He's just so atrocious. <laughs> he hasn't played in a and while, And it's partially... Huh? I think he's injured. I, I don't care. It's partially Brad Osmus's fault, too. Because he just keeps throwing him in there as if he's a major league player when he's clearly fucking not. <laughs> in two years with the Angels, he has 96 games with a 557 OPS. 190 batting average. I hate him with fiery passion. 58 strikeouts and 61 hits. He actually doesn't strike out that much, which is weird. Like, for how bad he is, you would think he would have, like, an insanely high strikeout rate, but his strikeout rate's only, like, 20, which is, it's high, but it's not, no, less than 20, because his batting average is 190, so his strikeout rate's going to be less than 19%, you know? So he just makes a lot of soft outs, I guess? He's just terrible. Yeah. But the Dodgers are great. Yeah. Anything else going on in baseball? Brett Gardner tried fighting an umpire, but... It's fucking awesome. Brett Gardner's like the old man, get off my lawn nowadays. I mean, the man got thrown out of a game for something he didn't do. No, yeah, I, uh, I agree. I'm just trying I'd to play devil's advocate. Pete Alonso might break the Ricky home run record. Oh, yeah. Speaking of our award picks, we got a hot one. That's our best one. We got my pick, Pete Alonso, versus your pick, Tatis. Tatis has been phenomenal, but he's missed a decent amount of time, which might hold him back. He's got the swag going for him. But Alonso won the home run derby. Yeah, and Alonso's... He's going to break the rookie home run record that Bellinger set two years ago, which is sad. How much was it? How many? 39. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah he's at 37, <laughs> 36. Um, and then our, we both picked Flatty Jr. for AL Rookie of the Year. Um, I don't think he's going to win. But who else is there? I don't know, but he hasn't been great. I'm sure there's some no-name dude who's doing all right. I don't feel like... I mean, Bo Bichette's been doing really good, but he just got called up, so that's not going to... Yeah. I don't know. That'd be something. Same team beats him. Vladdy Jr. has... Who was I looking up? Vladdy Jr. has so oh, much geez. hype behind him, though. You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, what you need to win these awards is A, stats, and B, a narrative. And he already has the narrative, you know? Oh, he for sure does. But... Oh, God damn it. Why the fuck would I want ESPN? Give me fucking... I'm trying to see if I could look at rookie... Oh, yeah, Better. I can probably do it. Rookie MLB stats. Probably on MLB.com. Right, so we're looking at Pete Alonso and Fernando Tatis. Pete Alonso, 260 batting average, 37 home runs, 152 OPS plus, and a four war. Tatis, oh, 326 average, 22 home runs, 160 OPS plus, 4.1 war. Tatis has a better war, according to baseball reference, and a eight point better OPS plus. Yeah, but the home runs. <laughs> He's still got 22, but it's definitely not Pete Alonso's yeah. 30 fucking seven. It's going to be batting close. a whole 60 batting average points higher. It's going to be really close. It might be one of those rookie of the years where it's a joint rookie of the year, maybe. Just kidding. Um, oh, dude, what a good. throw by Bellinger. That's why Bellinger needs to play the outfield and not play first base. Yeah, Pete Holmes had a Pete Holmes. <laughs> Who the fuck's Pete Holmes? I don't know. Pete Alonso has had 100 extra at-bats. Vladdy's definitely going to be in the running for rookie of the year. He's got the second most. No, he's got the most hits. Uh, he's got a 271 batting average. He's only 13 home runs, 49 RBIs, 795 OPS, which isn't terrible. Brandon Lowe's up there. He's got 77 hits, 862 OPS, 276 batting average, uh, 16 home runs. One person we didn't think of. Um, what's his name? Where'd he go? Jordan. Can't say his name. Jordan Alvarez, the Astros guy. Yeah, he's been pretty good. 
14, but he's only played 44 games. So he's going to finish the season with 80 games played. Is that enough to win the award? I mean, if he goes off, I bet they give it to him. I think I think that Tochman the- guy in New York's been really good. Oh yeah. He's Everyone's p- saying he's the best Mike T in baseball. <sighs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I definitely have not been saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you know who has the uh 1 2 3 4 5 6 7th eighth most rookie hits in the American League? Who? Luis Rangifo. Dude's a beast. <laughs> hey, maybe he's in the running with his 235 batting average. Dude's a beast. 679 OPS. He's been whatever. Well, yeah, that's going to be good. Our AL and NL, or our AL, or... Uh, NL Rookie of the Year. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's go into the NFL. Um, did you have anything else with baseball? You gave me a look. Nope. No. Usually I like to come up with clever segues, but you're just jumping right in, so it's fine. It's my thing, but you're just getting rid of it. It's fine. Tyler thinks Antonio Brown has brain damage. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a segue. The man's insane. Oh, there we go. I was stumbling for my words. I could have been like, oh, it's like I have brain damage right now. Speaking of brain damage, let's talk about Antonio Brown. It's a bit aggressive, Jay. And I don't think we should joke about it yet. I want to make a serious. I kind of wanted to joke and then be serious. We'll be a little serious, then we'll joke. Okay. I don't, the dude's been fucking weird, and he's had a fucking brutal concuss- concussion by his now teammate, uh, Vontez Burf- Burfed? Burf- he's on the Raiders? Yeah. Oh, wow. I believe so. I didn't know he was on the Raiders. That's why I said everyone's joking, saying, like, oh, that's why he doesn't want to go to practice. He's going to get fucking lit He's up scared by of his him. teammate again. <laughs> Brutal fucking concussion. And then after that is when he pulls his super diva. Fucking, oh, I'm not playing fucking week 17. Must win game. Fucking leaves the Steelers. Now he's being super diva with the Raiders. Looks like Johnny Depp with a white mustache. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, his, his legacy with the Raiders started. Well, going back on your brain damage thing. I mean, that could be it. I don't know if I buy that. It might not be, but it's, I think he's always a diva. He's always been a diva, but not to this extent. And it very well could be he's more of a veteran now, and he thinks he can get away with this shit. Yeah, but I don't think we should rule out the fact that the man's been lit up in the fucking brain. Well, I'll, I can, I'll, I can take the 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 spin where maybe that concussion caused him to be more conscious and realize that football is not going to last forever. So he wants to make as much money as he can, and he wants to you know do it his way. I could take that narrative. I don't know if I could mm-hmm. take the. He's fucked up in the head now. I don't know. I mean, I can't take your first narrative, though. Oh, football isn't going to last forever. Why the fuck wouldn't he want the safer helmets? Well, yeah, that's another thing. But, well, that's why I was saying he wants to do it his way, you know. So maybe it's not in even a safety way. It's just him like, oh, shit. Like, I'm, I'm getting older. Do what I want. Yeah. Or Which, maybe. speaking of the helmets, his Raider legacy started with him uh, getting frostbite or whatever on his feet. from Some shit. They're fucking fucked. Untreated. Fucking chi- fucked chiro therapy yeah cry cryo cryo cyro but then it came out that might not even be the main reason why he's not practicing with the main reason being he cannot wear his old helmet Mm. old helmet has been banned by the nfl it's over 10 years old and it doesn't meet their safety regulations yeah it doesn't meet the safety regulations and then even if it did they ban helmets that are 10 years old anyways because they obviously wear down over time and everything okay that's what i read yeah i believe it yeah so this helmet has been taken off the list I'm, did it get taken off the list this last off season? Yeah, then? I think so. Um, from what I read, he knew about it. Like it wasn't like a surprise. Yeah, they told him about it, and uh, they've told him about it multiple times. And he's tried to sneak his old helmet onto the practice facility. And well, we didn't even mention the the lead is he might retire if he doesn't get to use his old helmet. Yeah. He said he it'll be he will no longer will, you know not play another game of football unless he uses his old helmet. 
which is which is so funny i mean that's just so shitty like he knew about this going in and he didn't say anything to the raiders like you know i'm pretty sure the raiders wouldn't have extended him if that was the case or even traded for him i'm, I'm are you fucking kidding me though how many yeah. questions do you have to ask in the fucking pre-trade whatever yeah are you gonna play with your helmet yeah like, how much shit do you have to cater to this guy well, that's that's the thing is it shows how much of a diva it is. I'm not saying like the Raiders had to ask, but uh, like he couldn't have been like, "Hey, this helmet thing might be an issue." But again, that's not the kind of person he is. If he's going to make it an issue to begin with, and I understand like I understand his point of view, like he's comfort with it. You know, he doesn't want to block his view or whatever. Like it's a comfort thing, but to be that dramatic about it, especially when it's not a health issue, it's not like oh this helmet's safer. It's oh this helmet is more comfortable. Yeah, and then. There's, you know, uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers both have helmets that were taken off the list, too. Yeah. They're adapting. Yeah. Tom Brady's fucking 40-some years old. Yeah, and it's just another... He's fine with it. He's not being a little fucking diva. And I don't like Tom Brady. You know, I don't know Antonio Brown, obviously. I don't know if I'll ever say him. I don't know if I'd say this to his face, because I'd probably be a little scared. But, like, you know? He's not that tall. I think he'd be all right. I think he's he, taller than The me. way he acts, and I could be wrong, it might just be him on the football team. It might not be his whole life, but I feel like his whole life, he might just be like he thinks he's the center of attention. I feel like that's you know most I mean? wide receivers. I don't know what his background is. I don't know if he had a really rough background, so now that he's kind of made it, he's kind of like basking in the ambience, per se. I'm not sure. But it's definitely, the like, it feels like he thinks he's bigger than everything else, and they have to make exceptions for him. Well, yeah, the man was basically fucking... Became free agent by his own choosing from the fucking Steelers. Well, I mean, yeah, a lot of people are trying to do that now in the NFL. But it's still. Influenced by the NBA, probably. But, yeah, it's... It's rough. Know. It's real rough, Jay. Yeah, it's... I don't know, like... It's like this new movement. It's the player empowerment movement, and I think the NBA is influencing it. You know, the NBA... Guys are getting out of their contract after one year. You know, Paul George played one year in his OKC extension, and it was like, hey, I want out. And they gave it to him, Anthony Davis, you know, all these guys in the NBA. For some reason or another, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, you know. Oh, did you hear about the thing with uh, Rich Paul? Yeah, the whole new rules. Where he has to have a degree now just to fucking, you know, stop him from doing his thing. Yeah, because they don't want him to – they don't want college players to sign – Pretty much it's they don't want him them to sign with Rich Paul before they get drafted to try to like persuade. I don't know. It's stupid. Yeah. It's him. And I think it's because he has some clients that are like foregoing college. Oh, for real? There's one guy who was like the third rated college prospect. Uh, he signed with the New Zealand Breakers. You probably heard on part of my take. 100%. And then there's another guy. I think he's a Rich Paul. Well, I don't know if the uh, I don't know if he's a Rich Paul client. I know there is one that I'm pretty sure is a Rich Paul client. I think he's sitting out of basketball. And then, like, finishing his school, like, just doing schooling or something. Like, not playing like he's not playing, yeah, but he has such a high draft stock that, I don't know, something like that. Oh, shit. So. Crazy shit. I think it's, like, his senior year or something, so he's not playing his senior year, finishing his degree, and then. There's 100% a rule just to stop him, too. Yeah, but it's. Like, how can we make him fucking chill out? Yeah, but going back to the NFL, it's like, I think they're influenced by the NBA, and, you know, the NFL is kind of shitty for the players, you know, they don't get guaranteed money, and. It's one of the toughest things, especially if you're, you're not a quarterback. You're the hardest. Yeah, you're the biggest impact sport. You know, most injuries, at least, you know, injuries that can be truly life-threatening. Um, yeah, what well, was the one Steelers player? Yeah, Ryan Shazier. Yeah. And then all the CTE stuff with people in their post-career, Junior Seau. And then you got baseball, which isn't so much player empowerment. Baseball players don't get, like, any empowerment their first six years in arbitration and all that BS. But as soon as they're 
on the market. It's an open market. Teams can spend as much as they want. They make stupid fucking money, too, and it's guaranteed. Yeah, it's well, guaranteed. Well, the that? NBA is guaranteed. Who was the uh, rookie on Atlanta? The Braves? That they, like, signed him to an extension Acuna. before he was even, yeah, before he was even due for it. They fucking paid him. Well, that's kind of with the team. That's like the way to go now because baseball is kind of trending in a different direction where they don't want to pay these people because owners and stuff have gotten so smart and they've learned that people, you know, Bryce Harper's not worth this much money and, you know, it takes a truly exceptional talent like Mike Trout to actually be worth it. And even in that case, it might not be worth it in 12 years, but that's one of those things where it's like, it's Mike Trout. Let's I mean, keep him around. You can say it's trending in the opposite way, but Bryce Harper still got his 400 some or, you know, however many million. Yeah, well, yeah, and then Bryce Harper also has time to turn it around, too. But teams are getting smarter, you know, in baseball, so... But still, I mean, it's... Friendly reminder, Matt Harvey is making $10 million. I actually wrote an article about the guys you could have signed with the money that, like, you did sign or something. It was, like, Mike Moustakis signed for, like, $5 million and, like, all these, <laughs> like, good players for, like, dirt cheap. Um, Sounds about right. But, yeah, so I think... I don't know. It's just, like, something with NFL players trying to have more empowerment, which I understand. Like, you know, Zeke's holding out, and he has... I didn't realize he has two more that. years in his rookie contract. It's not like Melvin Gordon where he has one year and then he's a free agent. He... Two years. He's threatening to sit out for two years, and at this point, it's just like they're staring each other in the eyes, like, who's going to bling first, but... Yeah. I God, mean... Who knows who's going to pay Zeke? It's not worth it to pay running backs anymore. It's, it's not worth it. I mean, even someone like Saquon Barkley, who's insane, like, I don't know if I'd pay him. You know, I don't... Todd Gurley, you know, his knee instantly went to crap, you know, and... Yeah, it just takes one injury, and running backs are one of the most beat-up fucking positions, dude. You're just running into fucking big-ass linemen over and over again. Well, yeah, and then your knees, you're running a lot, you know. Yeah, it just takes one leg injury, and you could never return back to fucking form ever again. Yeah, so I understand teams not wanting to pay them, but I also understand, um, you know, I understand the running backs wanting to get paid, but they also have to look at the market, and they have to realize, like, they're not going to make this much money melvin gordon got offered like the fourth highest would have been the fourth highest running back contract and he still said no like yeah he's only fifth best running back in the league i don't well i said fourth highest contract um that's what i'm saying oh you're right but I, yeah I am right. he is they the fourth no they would have overpaid <laughs> overpaid by one running back spot um i realized when we did that list last week we completely left out levy on bell <laughs> we didn't even mention him i, I completely forgot about him <laughs> but that's fair that's fine you know and it's like it, it sucks to a degree. Like, yeah, you want to make as much money as you can. But at the same time, you have to, like, look at the market. And you have to be like, look, you know, like, these teams don't want to pay us this much for a reason. Yeah. Does it suck? Yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, you're still a millionaire. You're still playing football. You're still, you know, and, it yeah, it sucks that maybe the quarterback's making more or the left tackle's making more or something. But it's like that in all facets of life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you might have a great job as an accountant somewhere, but someone's probably making more money than you if they... You know, if the budget's more for their position or they do more, they're, you know, quotes more important. You know, they're not as running backs are more disposable. It's just it's it's life. You know what I mean? It's like it's like anything in life. So 100 percent. But it makes sense to me. Yeah. But that and if that empowerment's like translating to the NFL and that's where Antonio Brown, I think, is like getting most, most of his influence is like I'm Antonio Brown. I could do what I want. But yeah, all that stuff makes sense to me. What doesn't make sense to me is retiring because you can't wear your helmet. Which, I don't understand the retirement play. Because it's like, I want to get paid, and if you don't pay me, I'm going to retire. Well, this that's not this case, but I'm going to stop playing. So you're not going to play. You're not going to get paid for those two years. And then the, the, more, the money, you're going to diminish your value. So then when you are on the market, teams are going to sign you for less. And then even if they sign you for slightly more than the Cowboys or the Chargers were offering, whole year money, worth of money you just lost. That money you lost, and they actually have to pay penalties for not reporting to training camp. I think Melvin Gordon's paying like 
fifteen thousand or something for every practice he doesn't go to, <laughs> something like that. Is he still technically under contract? Yeah, it's like the part of the player agreement, and it's like, you know, if it's if money's the really is really the issue, like what are these agents feeding these guys like in their heads? You know what I mean? Like it's ego. I think football is probably one of it's the biggest ego sport. Yeah, I mean, and it, and I think it's a game of chicken where they're trying to get the teams to bite. The teams won't bite. And what are you going to do? Are you going to be like Le'Veon Bell where the Steelers never bite and finally you're just like, shit, you know, like I messed up. I missed out on like a $17 million franchise tag. Now I'm making less than, you know, the Steelers offered him five years, 70 million. Now he's making four years, 52. Like, yep. you know, if anything, you know, cool. He tried it, whatever. That mm-hmm. should show that you should not learn work. from that. And should see, like he was probably one of the best fucking running backs in the league, if not the best. And he tried it, and he didn't even work out yeah. for him. So what the fuck makes you think you're worth enough to try this and sit out and make more money? And it's the anomalies. You know, they, the Rams extended Todd Gurley two years before they needed to. So that's why like someone like Zeke and Gordon's like, well, if they did it, why can't you guys do it? It's like, well, yeah. the Rams made a mistake. You know, like his knees messed up. And, you know, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast today, and they were saying even at the moment, like, the, you know, a lot of like NFL executives like questioning, like, why are they doing this two years early? Yeah. Like, one year early is one thing, but, like, two years early, like, you don't need to do it this soon. And Especially with the Zeke thing. I don't know what he's expecting when they also have Dak. Yeah. And they also Mari have... Mari Cooper. Yeah, and they have Lawrence on defense. Yeah. I mean... It's like, everyone's going to have to get paid, dude. I so. wouldn't pay Dak, but... <laughs> well, I wouldn't either, but Cowboys fans don't want to hear that. <laughs> That's their franchise quarterback right there. I don't know. I mean, it's just Zeke trying to get Jerry Jones to buy, Melvin Gordon trying to get the Chargers to buy, and if they, neither team bites, it'll be interesting. Are those two going to sit out? And then what's going to happen? I think there's a, a rule where if they sit out this year, I think they, the Chargers can like do a special franchise tag still. And like, if these teams really wanted to be dicks, they could like just tag them like, and be right, like, "Fuck you!" All right, here's a tag. You can't leave, and if you don't show up, you don't get paid. Yeah, which is you know a shitty move to do if you're a team and you don't want to start the negotiations with that. Like, if you don't sign with us, this is what we're going to do because then the player is definitely not going to sign. But yeah, just play out the last year. Yeah, there's a risk of being hurt. I understand that. You don't want to get hurt. But play out the year and then discuss contracts when you're a free agent. There's a risk of getting hurt every year. Like, are you going to play the game? Like, oh, I might get hurt. I'm not going to play my whole rookie contract. I'm going to get in the league in year five. Like, you guys went through college. You went through all that just fine. Like, yeah. I mean, accidents happen. And if one does happen, Melvin Gordon's going to be the example of why you should sit out. But either way, there's going to be examples on both sides. Anything can fucking happen. Yeah. You're gonna make make your money while you can. I mean, it, I don't know. I just it doesn't doesn't make sense to me. I feel like if the whole thing's about money, I feel like you're just you're just shooting yourself in the foot at that point. And again, Antonio's Brown is about a helmet, not money, not a contract, not being injured. I like my helmet. And then, well, we have three other things that Antonio Brown might retire for that we came up with a little list. We both have three different things. Antonio Brown might retire for three reasons. Jay, what is your num- reason number one? Are we gonna? Is this like a competition whose list is funnier? Fuck it. I don't feel like making a photo. We'll see. Um, number one, short and sweet. It's uh, Derek Carr calls him a Lego head because okay. his haircut that made him look like a Lego head. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, you know, I could see him. You know, pouting a little bit. You know, him and Big Ben had some friction, and it's just Derek Carr. You know, like jokingly, like not even mean, just like jokingly, like, hey, has anyone ever told you you look like that guy from the Lego Movie? And then Antonio Brown just starts crying and just quits. Stares him down, just walks off the field. Just, I, yeah, can't play with this quarterback anymore. This, this team fucking, is too dysfunctional. This quarterback. <laughs> Reason number one for me: uh, Antonio Brown's going to retire when he finds out 
he has to move to Vegas next year. <laughs> Seems like the kind of guy who's just like, yeah, I'm just chilling in California. I'll sign a contract. Wait, we're moving? <laughs> Wait, I, how hot is it there? <laughs> it's the middle of the fucking desert? <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. Um, Donald Trump tweets that Antonio Brown is not a team player and that he would destroy him in a political debate, leading to Antonio Brown getting into politics only to retire when his suit jacket is too tight. Damn. Pretty deep right there, right? It is deep. <laughs> I had number two. I'm going to change it, though. Uh, Antonio Brown is going to retire when he doesn't get to come back for the next season of The Masked Singer. Because all that <laughs> shit that was going on last year while he wasn't playing with the Steelers, he was on TV as part of The Masked Singer where they dress up and it's like a hidden person. I think they filmed that before the season, though. It's still hilarious that he was holding out and then all of a sudden, oh, he's on this TV show singing. Well, he only hold, held out one week, I think. Right? It was only week 17? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gonna, he's going to retire when he finds out he uh, can't come back for season two. It's going to make him retire from the Raiders. I was going to add something about Flat Earth. I don't know how to word it in this quick a time, so I'm not going to see it. But I could see him being like a Flat Earther and, you know, retiring for that. But my number three is um, he binge watches The Sopranos and is so sickened by the end of the show that he goes into a remote cave in Argentina to research what the end of the show really meant. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> my final one, uh, he's going to retire when he finds out they let Juju wear whatever helmet he wants. <laughs> Dude, what's up with that beef? Wasn't there, like, beef between them? Uh, yeah. Basically, Juju, you know. He was, like, like, being nice, too, wasn't he? Yeah. And Antonio Brown was just being a douchebag back. being a dickhead to him. And fucking everyone still loves Juju Smith-Susher. Like, fucking... And he's a fucking awesome person. Well, yeah, he's not Antonio Brown. He's not a little fucking diva. Tyler, I'm kind of feeling a Kenley Jansen blown save tonight. I'm it okay feels like it. one of those games. Yeah. I mean, he's got a runner on first, no outs. It's 2-0. Two, we have two hits. This feels like one of those games where he blows the lead. It's another bloop single, and someone's just going to yank one down the line. I think that's how... I think that was a bloop single. That's how he got on base. You can feel it sometimes. Like, I tweeted one game. I was like, this feels like a game where Pedro Baez blows the lead, and he blew the lead that game. Isn't that every game? No, he's actually, like, elite at Dodger yeah. Stadium. He's bad on the road, but he's, like, really good at Dodger I know everyone just loves Pedro Baez. Yeah, he's... He's a meme. Not that good. He's, like, a... He's a slightly above average reliever. Who's, he's a lead at Dodger Stadium. Just pitch him at Dodger Stadium. He has like a 1.7 or something at Dodger Stadium. He's and a like hometown a, boy. And like a 4 or 5 at away. So <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's our three reasons why Antonio Brown might retire, Ty. Yeah. Do you Great have a, list. Do you have a fancy segue for this? I got three reasons why you should watch this next show, Jay. Okay, what are they? What's the show? Reason number one. It's on Amazon. Everyone loves Amazon. You got Amazon Prime? Yeah, my puppy does. You're a privileged white guy. Of course, you have Amazon Prime. Hey. <laughs> you just said your dad does. <laughs> hey. That was kind of rude. I love you, Jay. Um, reason number two. Bitch, aren't you logged on to my Amazon Prime no, on your No, I'm TV? logged on to Victoria. Oh, maybe on my TV because you signed in. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> reason number two. Because football season hasn't started yet and you need something to watch. Hard Knocks. I think I might actually watch that this year with all this Antonio Brown drama. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. But okay, I like that. Reason number three, I'm just going to skip past this reason because it doesn't matter. Because the show you need to watch, Jason, is, I believe it's called The Guys. <laughs> no, it's not The Guys. What's it called? I think The Good Boys or something like no. that. No. No, that's the movie. The Bad Boys? The Boys. Our fact department said The Boys. It is The Boys. It's boys, guys. <laughs> just some dudes just some dudes being dudes really good reviews i will say what's what's the show tie unless in case no one has seen the so, countless movie theater commercials and so 
posters and everything that they have going for the show. I've watched one episode. My description is Tyler's TV show he wanted. Ugh. Tyler's TV show he watched that is good and he recommends, but he's only seen one episode, but he's heard good things. <laughs> okay. It is about superheroes. Yes. But like, I don't know. There's a lot more. They like abuse their power. Kind. Of. They're like they. They're good in the public eye, right? But then they're kind of corrupt behind the scenes. Very much politiciany. Yeah, yeah. So basically, they work for a corporation that pays everything. And there's like a you know like the Justice League or Avengers. No or spoilers. I'm um, just just general ideas here. Okay. Um, corporation pays for everything, and basically it's like, oh, your approval rating is at this. Like, oh, you know, you're gonna be good for the public and everything. Okay. Slight spoiler. Again, I've only seen the first episode, so it doesn't quite matter. They're douchebags. They got like a little secret hiding area thing. Very rated R. There's a blown save. Did I call it or did I call it, dude? Did you see a three run or two? Two. Uh, I can sense these things. I called the Bellinger home run. I can just... Dude, I can sense... My sixth sense is knowing what's going to happen in a baseball game. Me and Ryan went to an Angels Angels Padres, a Dodgers Padres game last week. We got free tickets. I was going to bet against the Dodgers and bet the under nine runs. And I didn't at the last second because I was like, I'm not going to bet against my team. The final score was what, Rye? Five to three? Five to two? I think the best thing you can do is bet against your team because either way you win. I, I, yeah, I know. You just completely fucked up there. You just had a brain lapse. But yeah, <laughs> that girl's so mad. <laughs> All right, back to the good boy, the, the boys. Yeah, they're just politicians, but like freaky rated R. And like they go to like this secret club and like they'd be fucking like two people are flying in the air fucking butt ass naked. One, do you see any titties? Yeah, you do. Ooh. One dude shrinks down to like an Ant Man size level and like runs across the table and dives in a hot tub where this chick's laying there with like her legs spread out. <laughs> dives in the pussy. Yeah, dives in the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> the hot tub is the pussy. Um, just crazy shit. And it's fucking. Isn't fantastic. there like good guy superheroes or something that like is supposed to, is like fighting against them? Well, half of it's like this one dude who. So, so far, like, the first episode, it was split up into two things. It's this girl who's just joining the superhero team, but expects it to be, like, superhero-y, and yeah, then yeah. she gets me too in the first episode. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, 100%. By one of the guys on, like, the Justice League thing. Yeah, that's He's not like, good. like, oh, well, you want to be part of the team, right? Oh, my God. So, she's going through that. And then the other half is a guy who, um, I don't care, I'm going to spoil the first episode. No, 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 no. What is that noise? A guy has beef. With the superhero team. Let's just say he finds out that they're not such good people. Okay, yeah, that's in the trailer, I think. And then he's, like, putting together a team called The Boys to stop them. Nope. Oh. I haven't even got to that part yet. Thanks, Jay. Oh. Thanks for your spoilers. Well, it's on the commercial. <laughs> well, I, I don't watch that commercial, okay? <laughs> I watched the first episode. Okay. But either way, he's got beef with them, and he teams up with this guy. But okay. they haven't started a team yet. He just teamed up with a guy. Is it like a political... It sounds like a really political commentary, too. A little bit. I'm not 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 okay with, but yeah, a little bit. And then there's some like some hidden secret thing that was going on too. Superhero killed somebody. Wild shit. Yeah, I mean it's got 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm nine excited. out of ten on nine on IMDb, and then uh, 97 liked this TV show on Google users. Probably gonna watch three episodes tomorrow. Or is it gonna be like Game of Thrones where you start it and fit? No, it's only one season. It's not fucking a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean, isn't Seth Rogen like an executive producer of that too? No clue. Seth Rogen's in. He's contributes, right, babe? Seth Rogen? He's in the movie theater commercial. I don't know. I know the main, like, non-superhero guy. Like, there's this young kid and the older guy. The older guy is the guy from Thor Ragnarok. Scourge, I think his name is. Uh-huh. The guy who had the two guns. And he's like, Des and Troy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that guy. He's good. Nice. 
I know Seth Rogen is contributing in it in a sense. I don't know how. Oh, wow. Jimmy Fallon is in the show as himself. Seth Rogen's a creator. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Fallon was in there. They did like an interview with the superhero. And an executive producer. Evan Goldberg, he sounds familiar too. Evan Goldberg's his writing partner. Oh. He like writes and works on everything. Is it with funny? Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah, it was pretty funny. But like a dark, darker type of humor. It's fucking good. Watch it. Okay. I might. You know me. I don't get into stuff. But it's superheroes. You can get into superhero shit. Oh, did they just get a bunt single? How do you get a. Tyler White is so fat. It wasn't even close. That is terrible. <laughs> oh my god. That is very bad. I love the Dodgers. Um the show what was that show called, right? Whisper it so Tyler doesn't hear. Nate uh, it's I almost said it. <laughs> it's um I watched Give me three reasons why I should watch this show, Jay. Well I watched three episodes before we came There's over your three here. Three reasons. No, number one. It's a style of humor I think you would find funny. Okay. It's like right up our alley because I think we have very similar styles of humor. Like, kind of like dry, like like awkward, not awkward, kind of awkward. Like who does he, he reminds me of someone, but I can't put my finger on it. He reminds me of someone. Number two, they're only 22 minute episodes, so you can watch one. Howard the Room. You could watch a few. So there's three seasons already? I think four. Okay. So there's a lot of, there's like 40 oh, episodes. Three episodes, whatever. Continue. I think they don't make it anymore though. And three, I don't know. I skipped three, two. Let's continue. <laughs> yeah, it's called a, damn, they just stole a second. What is it called again? Nathaniel for you? Nathan for you? Have you ever watched that show? No. So it's this guy. And Nathan Peterman? Just kidding. That's the the Bills. <laughs> or now the Raiders running back. Oh, it's okay. actually got really good views on um, IMDb. 8.8 8 and then 8.1 out of 10 on TV.com. Nathan Felder. So he's pretty much a, it's a show where he goes and helps these businesses, like failing businesses and they're trying to make more money, but it's like kind of like a pair, like a, um, like a satire on that kind of TV show. Like bar rescue and that kind of shit. It's like, so he shows up and he just has a ridiculous fucking idea. So I I don't want to spoil one of the episodes. So there's like three seasons of it. You can spoil one. Okay. But I want you to watch the, uh, the convenience store one first because that one was funny. It was the tourist show on Holly. It was season two. It's like a, a tourist shop in Hollywood or something. So most episodes have two different stores he tries to help. And then, you know, this one only had one because it was like a long convoluted episode. But um, so like one of them was to help a failing movie theater, you know, because they weren't getting most of the money from the tickets because all the ticket sales like go to the movies. Is he implemented a no sharing policy on like the concessions, like the popcorn and stuff. And it was like going in the theater with like like lights and everything and telling people they can't share their popcorn. <laughs> And then he's all like, they install like night vision cameras in the theater and they were just like, oh, and the one of the workers like, oh, this could help too because we've heard sometimes there's perverts that go in kids movies and watch the kids. And then they test if the cameras, like you could see like an old guy masturbating or <laughs> oh, something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then they, they get a pin board, right? So they find all the people who are sharing popcorn and they get a pin board that says concession sharers and masturbators. And then they put like the pictures of everyone on that pin board. And the people are just like, we're not masturbators. And he's like, oh, we couldn't afford another pin board. Like, oh, Jesus. And he's just like awkwardly dry humor. It's pretty funny, dude. I think I will enjoy that. It's, I'll give it a try. It's so it, like right. Me and right. Right. Showed it to me. And I was like, this is so stupid. And then like, I found myself laughing a few times and I was like, this is actually pretty funny, dude. Where's it? Where did you watch it? Uh, Hulu. Okay. That works. So it's a few years old. I'll give you a, uh, here, let's go to his Wikipedia. Riley read me something. Cause there's like, it's had some publicity. 
I'll read you the first one. Okay. So, in the second episode of season one, Fielder and the show's crew attempted to boost the popularity of a California petting zoo by turning one of their pigs into a celebrity through the filming of a hoax video of the pig, actually a trained standard pig, blah, 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 following a plastic horse placed beneath the surface, whatever, um, rescuing a goat who was stuck in a pond. Fielder had the crew sign non-disclosure agreements in order to maintain secrecy around the production. And then he uploaded the video to YouTube, and he titled the clip, Pig Rescues Baby Goat, and gave it a simple description. Pig saves goat whose foot was stuck underwater at Petting Zoo. Simply amazing. Fielder made no efforts to promote the piece, but found websites like Gawker and Reddit quickly began reposting the video. <laughs> the video was then picked up on various national news broadcasts, oh, including NBC Nightly News, The Today Show, and Good Morning America. <laughs> the hoax was finally revealed in February 2013 before the series premiered, by which time the video had received 7 million views. That's fucking awesome. So, yeah. So it's just like he goes to these stores and does like... Or one of them was like an antique store, and she had a you break it, you buy it rule. So his strategy was, because he had bars around the store, was to remain open for 24 hours. And then he went to the bar, got someone drunk, and then lured him into the antique store (laughs) wearing a sumo outfit. Because he's like, hey, you want to go to a costume party? And then they're walking to the costume party, and he has a sumo outfit. He's like, oh, this antique store has free pizza. And you look in it, and it's just a fucking free pizza on the very back of the antique store at the end of this aisle and then the drunk dude just like walking in the aisle like knocking everything over that's fucking great so i don't know how much of it's like real and how much of it's scripted i was about to say some of the reviews on it jay not great i i think some of it's probably scripted but it's funny it's still funny it says really sad that he does this to real businesses and people <laughs> if it were just a skit show that might be funny but he actually, then said that, 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 I don't read it. Or, you need to get a fucking sense of humor, lady. Or one of them, the other one we watched, I know I'm ruining a few episodes if you watch it a while. I'm not going to ruin the Hollywood one. <laughs> so there's this sports department store who's like struggling in sales. So his idea is to go to youth soccer games and recruit these kids so that, it, and then make them sign a contract where if they ever go pro, they have to, they're left like, they're, they have to sponsor this department <laughs> store or whatever. And then this one kid who's like really good tells him he wants to be an astronaut. So he hires like an actor to be an astronaut and go talk to the kid and tell him about like how his family died in space oh and all this stuff. And the kid's just like, I don't want to be an astronaut anymore. I probably want to be a soccer player. <laughs> and the Nate's guy's just like, oh, well, if that's what you want, then that's what you want. Like, it's just so funny, dude. That sounds fucking funny. It was watch an episode tonight if you can. It's I just I'll watch be. one with you. I don't you never I just know. might. It's pretty funny. It does sound funny. You know what else is funny, Jason? You Your looks? No. I look great. With her beard. And, you know, you can't see Tyler, podcast listeners. His beard's getting pretty luscious. I appreciate that, Jay. It means a lot to me. You're welcome. I've been growing it out. I I've think, been brushing it, putting product in it. I think, like, in maybe, like, two more months, you could flip your beard and your hair, and it'd probably look the same. Wow. Your hair's a little more curly, but wider curls. my hair cut so the beard stands out more. It's beer. I said beer. I'm not drunk. It's beer. If you cut your hair like short, you're going to look like Armenian, which is nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying you're going to look Armenian. I feel like if you have it all long, Dallas Keuchel beard, I know that's what you were going for. That's what I'm going for. It's very difficult. Yeah. Funny story. I told Tyler, I was like, oh, I could see you rocking like a Dallas Keuchel style beard. And he, that's exactly what he was going for. He's a little flattered. That I was going for. But what else is funny, Ty, besides your looks? Jason. Yes. I don't know if you actually did bleep this not out or not at the beginning of the pod. Because we are just I don't know recording yet. it right now. I don't know yet either. Depends how I feel. So we're going to act dramatic on the reveal, but they might already know. Yes. One of the funniest movies of all time. Yes. Not stupid. 
not stupor. <laughs> One of our favorite actors of all time. Absolutely. We've done a top five movie list of him. Jason. Tyler. Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. You know, the movie, you know, it's defines Great. our friendship. All of high school, just quote an Anchorman. We rewatch. We watched it at the beach trip of a month, two months ago now. Dang, like a month and a half. If it's on, I watch it. Plain and simple. That was the first time I watched it in like two years. Not gonna lie, and, and it was hilarious. I'm not proud of that for you. I know. You should I'm not be proud ashamed. of it either. Once two came out, I just started I watching two because two was always on TV, and I don't really watch TV. I don't like two as much. I know. I don't either. But if tar and feathering were still legal, I'd tar and feather you for not watching Anchorman <laughs> in that long. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not illegal, is it? In my heart, it is. <laughs> it's just like a prank. I think it's illegal to break my heart. Oh, tar and feathering? Yeah. No, that's definitely illegal. You put hot tar on someone's okay, skin. Okay, well, maybe not hot tar, but maybe you put just like glue on me and then some feathers. Uh, we'll work out the logistics. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Anchorman, we're gonna do our fail-proof movie scale. Fail-proof. So, Tyler, do you have the listing of the mo- or the movie scores we have ranked so far? Jason, you're goddamn right I do. I know, you have it ready. You're always so prepared. Number five, Jason, Lion King. 58. What's the score? Okay. Number four, Jason, Stuber. 63. Yeah, not bad. It's respectable. <gasps> Never lose? mind, that's a fly out. No, I thought Will Smith just hit a walk-off home run, dude. <laughs> Number three. I would have dropped everything and bought a Will Smith jersey. Number three, yesterday at 73. Number two. Only saw by me, though, so asterisk. Also an asterisk by Lion King. Number two, Far From Home, 88.5. Okay. Number I've goddamn phones going off. I apologize to the listeners. Number one on our list so far, Jason. The star is born with an asterisk. You have not seen it. What was that like a ninety one? Ninety one. Yeah, so after the podcast I told you you said ninety two, you said ninety one. I apologize. I did say ninety one. I wrote it down. I apologize. Again, I am prepared with That's this. on me. I'm not gonna argue that because I know it's on you, but it's alright, I forgive you. Fail proof movie scale. One hundred percent accurate. Jason. Started off, what did you give Anchorman the Legend of Ron Burgundy for the plot slash story? Let's talk about it a little bit. Plot slash story. So the plot, in case you haven't seen it, don't care. The movie's like 15 Fuck years him. old. So, you know, Ron Burgundy, he's like the most popular anchor in San Diego. You know, he's the voice of San Diego. Channel 4 news team. In a time, I think it's like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 70s, probably. Not it's a lot of women. Timeless rep- time. Not a lot of women represented in the newsroom. Mm-mm. Here comes Ron Accordingstone, co-anchor. Strong lead woman has a little rivalry but relationship with ron leads to ron going down the drain you know not becoming him true self and then you know a true redemption story 100 percent. one made for the ages yeah i give it a 19 out of 20 that is absurd <laughs> <laughs> 19 out of 20 okay it, it's it talks about you know breaking the industry standard of women being on news television it talks about you know the the hard struggles of having manhood in that time and not being able to cope with things. He's redeems himself. You got to admit, for a comedy, that's a pretty deep story if you really think about it. And that's why you're changing your numbers. I'm giving it one extra. Just saying. I already had it ranked pretty fucking high, and I thought that was going to be too high. I'll give it a 17 out of 20. Okay. Just still very respectable. Because for a comedy, it is pretty fucking good. Yep. He shacks up with this woman he doesn't even want in the industry. Yep. They get a little love making going on. Yep. A little, little afternoon delight. <laughs> um, little plot twist. She turns on him. 
Yeah. Tells what does she write in the prompter? Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Yeah. Unreal plot twist. <laughs> the man's a mess. Then Danny Trejo answers the phone. He says, "I think it's for you." His <laughs> little Danny Trejo. Oh voice. yeah, that's Danny Trejo. Ron Burgundy cleans up real good. News team, and then blows out the air horn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave it a seventeen out of twenty. It's still fantastic for a comedy. Um, it's no mind fuck, but it's a great movie. I think I've mentioned this on the pod actually i think i know for a fact i have but part of the story where baxter gets kicked off the bridge but then he lives yeah and he like floats down the river and like that's kind of ridiculous because it doesn't make sense but it's a comedy who cares i've told you about how the original version of anchorman originally had the dog dying yeah and then it got bad reviews because of that so they Doesn't changed he, like, it fight where it off comes a bear back. or something yeah he no he knows how to speak to the bears and oh, like tells right. them not to attack ron at the end <laughs> Right. <laughs> so there's ridiculous things like that i mean he talks to his dog after all but don't we all talk to our dogs and understand what they're saying right back i think it's a deeper view on societal uh, norms absolutely you know you got all Those your are just nice words that i put together there <laughs> and you kind of got your 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 tropes i think that's the word of a friend like of, of a guy group you got you know kind of the leader a little arrogant center of attention ron burgundy uh, true alpha true alpha sounds like me just kidding <laughs> You got the dumb one. You got Brick Tamlin. You mm-hmm. know, I think we all know a Brick Tamlin. Brandon, uh, <laughs> you got the sports guy. You know, Wowie Mowie. No, Wowie Whammy. Mowie. Whammy. What did I say? Wowie Mowie. Wowie Mowie. I think that it's might not be even Mowie of marijuana. Wa- well, it's Mowie Wowie. I reversed it. That's dyslexic marijuana. <laughs> so that's like the sports guy. I don't really know if we have a, a champ kind. You know, he's kind of like the. I think we're, he's just sprinkled in all of us. He's like the gibberish. You know, cares about sports and girls. Just like brash, no filter. You know what I mean? Just like that kind of guy. Sexuality's questionable. <laughs> and then you got uh, um, Brian Fantana, who's like the, the ladies' man who isn't really a ladies' man. Thinks he's a lady man. You know a little what? exotic. I think you're jumping the ahead The short guy. We I am a, jumping ahead. We have a, ca- a category for characters, Jay. You're right. You're right. I want to talk about well, them. Well, I just want to talk about... Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll just, we'll just real quick, visual cinematography. I gave it a 16. I also gave it a 16. Didn't know what else to give it. I thought the fight scene in it was good. Oh, nice yeah, little great. visual cinematography there. Um, just, the, just the setup and the... Because, you know, it clearly <laughs> wasn't filmed in the 70s. Yeah. Or whenever. But it looks really good. Yeah. It, you feel like you're in that time. Yeah. So for a comedy, really good score for visual cinematography. Yeah, nothing like spectacular amazing, though, that puts yeah. it over the edge. Well, 16's fair. Yeah. It's a nice fair score. Key elements. All right, let's go characters first. Characters. Okay, we'll go characters. So I talked about it. You know, you got all those guys. Every friend mm-hmm. group has those guys. That's why it's so relatable. We grew up in high school talking about like, oh, you're him, you're him, you're, you know. Yes. That's relatable. I think it has really, really good, you know, Ron, um, Christina Applegate does great as Veronica Coringstone. Fantastic. They have really, really good, um, like, what's the word? Not secondary characters. What's the word? Like secondary characters. Well, I guess secondary. What's, it's an award. A sit, no. Supporting. Supporting. Oh. Yeah, the boss. Yeah, uh, like the boss is He's funny. And then the boss's assistant. <laughs> yeah. He starts crying like, you let me down, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen's in it. I don't know if he's I forgot great, Seth Rogen's But yeah, in Seth it. Rogen's in uh, it. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn is fantastic. Fucking um, great. He probably does the most with the least amount of time. You got, uh, what's his name, Ben Stiller in there. <laughs> you got you got a few Como good cameras. <laughs> bitches. <laughs> It's got good supporting characters, and I mean, even number two had that too in the final fight scene, which was number two's over even, the fucking top. But it makes it so great, it's, dude. It's fantastic callback and built upon it. But 
What what was this is a legitimate question, which is kind of sad. What was more hyped in the theaters? The Avengers Endgame fight scene or the Increment 2 fight scene? I'm gonna be honest with you. It's close. <laughs> it's a lot closer than you would expect it to be. Because I, I fucking lost my shit opening night of Anchorman 2 when that know. fight scene happened. I know, dude. Everyone yeah. wanted it and they gave the people. I'd probably what they say want. Avengers I'd probably say Avengers because it was so much hype building up to it. But Anchorman, it's it's right there. Anchorman, it just so many cameos. Everyone, everyone wants it. And like you don't know if it's gonna happen, and then they fuck. That's what deliver, made it great. Bro. Yeah, I remember going in the movie. We're like, oh, are they gonna do another fight scene? And it damn delivers. right they did. Um, but Anchorman one, yeah, they got great supporting characters, and I mean, yeah, I mean, it's great supporting characters. But even the main cast of the news oh, team yeah. and, and Veronica, they're perfect all castings. fucking great. I mean, perfect castings. I mean, you talk about fucking three of the best actors. I'm sorry to champ kind. I don't know that actor's name. Uh, it's but, David Co Cautioner. David Koshner? He's had a decent career. He's been in some stuff. Yeah. But you talk about Will Ferrell. But he's one of those guys where every time I see him in a movie, all I can think about is Champ. Like, the he, other easily. three, they take on other roles. But. Yeah, so, like, again, we talk about Will Ferrell as fucking Ron Burgundy. He's doing a podcast that just dropped season two right now. Oh, really? That fucking he character. got another season? Yeah, I don't know why the first one wasn't good. I know. I didn't listen to it. Either way. Do you think... I don't know enough about the genre, like, older times. Do you think Ron Burgundy's the greatest comedy actor of all time? Not Ron, uh, Will Ferrell. Uh, name me someone better. I'm sure there's some, um, Bill Murray, I'm sure a lot of people might Maybe. say. But Ron but Burgundy's been leading in so many things. Will Ferrell, Jason. <laughs> That's another He's reason. Right there. That's another reason why I love this movie. The love the characters, Will Ferrell I should is say. Ron Burgundy. It, not, it's his own person. I would go a different, yeah, it, I would go not say Will Ferrell is Ron Burgundy. I would say Will Ferrell and Ron Burgundy are two different people. I would agree with that. I could see Will Ferrell and Ron Burgundy in the same room and wouldn't blink an eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he takes on the character so good that it's almost like... He just becomes a new person. It doesn't really, like, it looks like him, obviously, but he does his hair different. He's got so the stash. Much different still. Yeah. And it's just like you forget that it's Will Ferrell, dude. It's, yes. He's fucking fantastic. Same with uh, Brian Fantana. Brian Fantana, Paul Rudd, fucking Ant-Man. A, a lot of other movies, too. He was really good in uh, Me and Rye Watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Have you seen the movie? He's fantastic in he Forgetting was so, Sarah Marshall. so funny in it. He's great in... What's his name? Kon- Konu? Kona? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> dude's sitting there, he's like, get help. He's like, yeah. <laughs> He's just staring at the dude bleeding out. Um... What is it? I love you, man, or something like that. With, I haven't seen that one. It's the same. It's um, Paul Rudd and I can't think of the dude's name, but fucking the main character in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Riley, who's the main character in Forgetting Sarah Marshall? How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Jason Segel. Yeah. Steven Seagal. <laughs> Steven Seagal. Um, he's been in fucking bunch of movies. He's fantastic. He fucking kills Brian Fantana. Oh yeah, and that's another character like the kind of arguably. My second favorite character. I'm not going to say he's better. But my most quoted character. Brick. Oh, you're. I thought you were leading into Brick being the most quoted character. I feel I like was. you resemble Brian Fan. Oh, you were? Yes. But I just love 70% of the time. It works. Every, every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brick is just, you know, Steve Carell. That's like right up his ad. That like kind of started, I feel like, his... Yeah. I mean, either way, he probably would have found it, but I feel like that started his line of comedy. And then he goes in, you know, The Office, the 40-year-old virgin fucking... Yeah, just... Uh, it's, and it's all, like, that awkward, different spins on it, you know, like... But just the out-of-place guy. Out of, who isn't socially yeah. comfortable. Even um, Dinner with Schmucks wasn't a fantastic movie, but he was good in that. Have you seen that? Yeah. He was good in that, and it was, that was, that was the same, like, he Isn't was kind of... Paul Rudd in that, too? I think so. I don't remember. I saw it in theaters. 
But yeah, same thing. He's that socially awkward who doesn't fit in character. Dude, he and now he's doing serious movies, and it's not quite as funny. But even his serious roles, like that one movie he just did last year, he was like the oh, the guy who made the mouse things, and he got like attacked or whatever, and then made the small city. Crazy Stupid Love. That's an underrated movie. That is a fucking. We need to review that. I need Are to rewatch my it. My favorite rom com of all time. I need to rewatch it. I remember I watched it though with you guys at your house. That one. We'll talk about that one. I appreciate that movie. Yeah, I need to rewatch it for sure, for sure. Uh, Evan Almighty, I don't, I don't, I know he was kind of a little. He's, he's pretty. I mean, it's a different character for him, but it's a good movie. Get Smart was he a little weird in that? I don't. I didn't like Get Smart that much, but yeah. You know, he's just he was like a. He was like a. It was played for jokes. He's the stupid secret agent type thing. I want to say. Yeah. What's a more? The answer to this is probably obvious, but I was going to say, what's a more iconic character, Brick Tamlin or Michael Scott? <laughs> Brick Tamlin. Oh, I was, thought you were going to say Michael Scott. It's not. I'm going to. Everyone. Oh. I think everyone says Michael Scott. I'd love to see a um, like Steve Carell doing an Eddie Murphy with Michael Scott meeting Brick Tamlin. St- Steve Carell doing Eddie Murphy? Like an Eddie Murphy where he plays multiple people oh, in the same thing. Okay. <laughs> and he's it's Brick Tamlin meeting Michael Scott. That'd that would be, pretty, be fucking. Great. That'd be pretty funny. Jason. I feel like wait, I feel like I had more to say about the characters, but I don't remember now, so continue. I was gonna ask what your score was. Oh, I gave it a twenty. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I think of every character, I think of the main cast, the supporting cast, just the small people. Fucking Danny Trejo's great in this. Just the bartender. <laughs> says one line. The dog. I love Baxter. Baxter is great. Baxter has He's a, a miniature he Buddha covered in hair. Yeah. He's a character. He has a fucking You ate a whole wheel of cheese. <laughs> Not even mad. <laughs> um I oh I feel like Steve Carell is in this movie. I mean Zach Galifianakis had way more leeway in his, in Hangover, but I see similarities in Steve Carell in this movie and Zach Galifianakis in Hangover, because I feel like both of them were kind of the guy that no one expected to kind of steal the show, and Brick Tamlin was probably two one you know number two behind Ron in terms of funniness. Coming out of that, yeah, probably. And it also, and you know, in Hangover, everyone expected, you know, Bradley Cooper, which Bradley Cooper did great, and every, and what's his name from The Office? Uh, I think that was before The Office, though. What's his name, Ray? Um, Ed Helms. You know, they Zach Galifianakis was the obvious three, you know, because he wasn't a big name yet. Same with Steve Carell, wasn't really a big name. I think name he was yet. good in like the stand-up community and stuff. But yeah, not but as I'm far saying as in the movie, and shit, yeah. And like, what's similar about them too is like. The Hangover kind of established that Galifianakis's line of comedy. You know, he did the the one movie with Robert Downey Jr. where it was like the same kind of character, and then he same also with Steve did uh, Masterminds, which was a terrible movie, but it was like that same. It was the exact same type of character. Which I heard something where Steve, where Galifianakis didn't even really want the role that much because he was worried that it would define the rest of his career. Like he wanted to do more like intelligent humor or something like that. He's not. He's very different. As a person, like he's done uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, mm-hmm. very different than what you would expect off of his. What the fuck's the character's name? Persona. Well, oh, um, character's name in The Hangover. I don't know, but I just rewatched it. In, I, yeah, I just in watched Vegas, it and it was too. so good. It held up. We talked about that last week. What is Alan? Yeah, Alan. But yeah, I can see similarities with that. Those two, those two roles. I'm sure there's probably like a Rogan that group of guys. There's probably a comparison there too. I don't yeah. know who it would be, but. What's the one movie? Probably where... Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> but Rogan's like the main one. But yeah, who's the? Uh, what's the movie where they play themselves? This is the end. Was that a good movie? I don't think I, ever I saw enjoy it. it. 
I, I don't think I ever I saw it. I don't know if it has a great... I've seen like 10 minutes of it, and it's when they're at the party, and like stuff first starts going down. That was... 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.6 oh, that's on really good. That's really good for a comedy. Yeah, it's it's... I fucking like that movie a lot, too. But comedy, key elements, which is comedy in this case. I mean, do we need to talk about it? I mean, it established... Well, I shouldn't say established, but it really is questionably the most quotable movie of all time. I don't know about that, but... Give me another one. I mean, obviously... Star Wars, there's a lot of quotes. Comedy. Most quotable comedy of all all time. Yeah, just so many one-liners. And that's, you know, a lot of it was improv You know, that's what makes it so great. But yeah, so many, you know... It was. It's funny. It's funny a second time. It's funny a third time. <laughs> it's funny the hundredth time, James. It's. It's just one of those things where you know what they're going to say. You know exactly what's going to happen, and it's still we're quoting, hilarious. We're quoting it right now, talking about it, laughing. <laughs> I've seen this movie so many fucking times throughout my life. Yeah, quoted it all in high school. Just, and it's great when there's an actual real life situation and like a an Anchorman quote fits. I mean, that's the best. You feeling. know how many times I see on Twitter the fucking that escalated quickly. Gif. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, just everywhere. And then every time they're like, in the, oh, I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> that's yeah. everywhere. Every time there's something with the Padres or the Chargers about moving from San Diego, you get to go fuck yourself, San Diego. And <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, come on. I love Lamp. That's I love Lamp. One of the quote, the seventy percent of the time works every time. Brick, are you just just looking at things and saying you love them? Afternoon delight, perhaps the best musical sequence in a movie of all time. I mean, it's got to be right up there with some of the best. I think it's arguably better than Dancing in the Rain, uh, La La Land, <laughs> uh, West Side Story, Les Miserables. Yeah, um, it's got to be up there, top three all time. Frozen. It's, I heard somewhere Lin Manuel Miranda just wanted to replicate that scene when he was writing Hamilton. Dude, you know it'd be epic. I thought in my head before you said Lin Manuel Miranda, but now you gave me an opportunity. Anchorman musical. <laughs> That'd be great. Do you know that's actually what they were going to do for the second one? Are you kidding me? Yeah. It was the original idea was going to be a oh, musical. I think I, I've, I've seen a deleted scene or like an extended scene where they are like singing like her gays vampires. Yeah. No, something. the, if I was gay for a day. Yeah. yeah. That's, that was in the R rated, like extended version, okay. the second version they released. But yeah, they were going to do like a musical That'd where it was funny. a bunch of songs. I didn't like it at first when I read it, like way back in high school, but now I think I would have, I would have liked it. It would have been funny. what they did with two. I like two. It's not great. Fuck it, make a musical. <laughs> hey, maybe they'll make one on Broadway. If they ever make a musical, which I doubt at this point of all their careers, but if they made a musical and they went touring, it doesn't even have to be them. Well, That's what I'm saying. It was a different cast. I think as long, still go. As long as they're good and they were like touring and the Pantages, I think we would go. I agree. I don't think, I know we'd go. Key homage, Jason. 20. 20. It's <laughs> <laughs> no brainer. It's, yeah, it's possibly my funniest movie of all time. I can't give it anything other than 20. I mean, I can't complain about any of the humor. How much of it... There's nothing to complain about. Is there anything that doesn't age well either? Like, controversial? I feel like there's not Um, a lot of controversy. You know, like jokes that would be distasteful now. Gay jokes, maybe? Maybe? Like one or two? I don't even know, though, if that... And then just the... I mean, I don't know if it's even distasteful, though, because it's supposed to be... Women were mistreated in the workplace at that time. That's what the whole fucking story's about. Yeah. So, of course, they make jokes about her and everything. Yeah. 
And like, you know, I, what is it? She's talking to the boss and all four of them are sitting there and then she walks out and champ kind's like, he wants to bite her ass or some shit. I mean, yeah, some of that with the but like, that's recent part, stuff. That's yeah. part of the movie. So I don't even know how but you he, would say that, you know, is bad or even know. that scene, as funny as it is, that one line is probably the 51st line you think of when you think of Anchorman, you know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's, and most of that kind of humor is just the guys making fools of themselves more than anything. You know, the massive erection and everything. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I fucking love this movie so much, Jason. Ty, do you really use a calculator to calculate this? It was just real quick. Just count how many points you're missing I, on each Jay, category, and then that'll give you your final answer. I know. Enjoyment. It was real quick. I gave it a 18. I gave it a 20. <laughs> of course I gave it a fucking 20. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to question it. I knew you were kidding. <laughs> What's the final score? I got a 95. And I gave it a 93, giving it a 94. That's right. Greatest movie list. of all time, baby. And I don't know if you can argue that at all. I think it deserves every bit of a 94. What's your... I don't remember what I ranked as my second favorite Will Ferrell movie. I think I said Anchorman 2, but I think if I were to revise my list, I think I'd say Talladega Nights, because Talladega Nights is pretty freaking funny. I feel like he hasn't put out a great movie in a while. Oh, he for sure hasn't. <laughs> Uh, it was either it was either Daddy's Home Nights or Step Brothers for me. I fucking love Step Brothers. It's probably Step Brothers. Step Brothers is number five for me. No, I think I put Step Brothers number two and I switched it mid list and made it three. But I think I convinced you to put Anchorman I, two I, higher. I love no, no no not Anchorman two. No, I convinced you to move it up higher. I remember. Well, maybe higher, but I know number two for me was probably Talladega Nights. I just remember I went. I was like Ty, think about all the anticipation, everything, what it meant to our friendship, and you're like, you know what, Jay, you're right. <laughs> I probably just moved to like one. I feel like if you just, if you take the, the stupid scene where he goes blind, if you just take that out of the movie, it'd be like ten times better. Easily, just take that out and do like another song, or something. You know what I mean? Hundred. Take that out and then just leave the song in. Probably yeah. be like a that that one like ten minute stretch like really killed it. Yeah, I, I don't like... That's what... It kills the movie for me. 100% kills the movie for me. Anchorman 1 doesn't really have much of that at all. It doesn't. Everything's great. I mean... I mean, even the scene... I mean, the only thing you would probably compare it to is when he gets fired. Yeah. And he's hated and he's walking around. He has the beard and he's like, milk was a bad choice. <laughs> Another quotable line. Another fucking quotable line. That I relate to now that my stomach hurts every time I have dairy. <laughs> you and me both, brother. 100%. It's just that, and that's fucking hilarious. Like the little girls talking to him on that scene. He's like, "You're a disgrace, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself." Riley, would you say Anchorman is the best Will Ferrell movie, or would you pick a different one? Victoria, Victoria the thumbs down. I was about to ask Victoria too Richardson. what her favorite is. Riley, what's your favorite Will Ferrell movie? As she ponders it, Victoria, Victoria's Blade's Glory. That's a solid choice. It was top five for me easily. I think it might have been an honorable mention for me, but it's very hilarious. This is up there for me. I love Blades of Glory. Riley says Talladega Nights. Number two. Great choice as well. You can't really go wrong with a Will Ferrell movie. Semi-pro. Holmes and Watson got terrible reviews. I didn't even watch it. Even my dad. You say Anchorman? Get the fuck out of our apartment. (laughs) My dad... Even my dad said Holmes and Watson was bad. And my dad's like a bigger Anchorman fan or a bigger Will Ferrell fan than us. I still haven't watched it. I don't. I, it's I don't want to watch me. it. It's gonna hurt me to see him do that bad. Yeah. And John C. Riley, you think that's like a dynamic duo? They are a dynamic duo, and it's gonna hurt me to see that bad. Yeah, I agree. I didn't really like the election. That one's I gotta rewatch right. it with Galifianakis and him. It was kind of the same character again too. Yeah. What, right? 
the campaign. What, whatever. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Everyone knew what we were talking about. But um, I think that's all we got. I think we got a little bit of a shorter episode today, but we just set the scale, or we just set the bar for our movie rankings. I oh, know it's the same as normal. Ty, you got anything to sign off with? Ninety-four overall for Anchorman. Yep, setting the bar. Yep, we always have a lot of dead space at the end of episodes. That's okay. Go see the guys. Yeah, go, go watch it. Let's go watch uh, Nathan, Nathan for you. For you, okay. Uh, leave us a review on Apple, iTunes, Spotify. I don't know if you can leave reviews on Spotify. I don't think so. Share it with a friend. We need more exposure because we're hilarious and we know if we just gain traction, it'll go places. <laughs> and more than anything, be a good friend. My baby gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clearer in the light of day. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.